0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your
1: podcasts from. Coming off his incredible debut on Fight Island, Iron Mike Chandler is taking on Charles Oliveira for the UFC lightweight title this weekend at UFC 262 and DraftKings has you covered. DraftKings is the official Daily Fantasy partner of the UFC, and they're offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is really easy to play. You just pick six fighters, you stay under the cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Daily Fantasy basketball and hockey are still going on. The Flames still have four games left. We know they love to pile up the points at garbage time. That top line is looking pretty good. Johnny, Chucky, Lindholm. Hey, take a flyer to Mike Stone. He could win you some money. Michael Stone can win you money. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That promo code is THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. See DraftKings.com for details.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Dome podcast, podcast, podcast. All right. Sorry uh, if I'm over the top. I had a strong bow. No, that's boat. good. I'm having a strong bow. This is the first time ever on this podcast I've been under the influence. So,
1: hey, I figured, you know, we're out of it. Games mean nothing. Who cares? And I'm really tired and might yawn a couple times, so. Not again. Again. Okay, we got to start with Eichel.
0: Um, we'll get to the game, obviously. For we'll Monument get to Monahan too. Versus the Canuckleheads. But, uh, yeah, we got some some stuff to go through. We got to start with Eichel. Obviously, let's start with the comments first, because I think it was the comments that really incited all the rumors. Then all of a sudden, the next day, Oh! here's all the teams that are going to possibly go to trade time. (laughs) Like, can we cool our jets here? Obviously he's probably going to get traded, but like, seriously.
1: My favorite actually was the Sam Reinhardt thing. Did you see that? No. He, He unfollowed the Buffalo Sabres on Instagram or something. Reinhardt did? Yeah. So that's a pretty big deal.
0: Fuck easy, Calgary. Calgary Pops, eh? His Pops played in Calgary, didn't he?
1: Do you remember who was the kid, the Reinhardt kid, who played with us? It was a plug. I remember he played like one game.
0: We just could get Reinhardt, Nylander.
1: Honestly, I yeah, fuck, I'd love both those guys. Maybe maybe buy uh Sam Reinhardt. Why not?
0: When's Pavel Albury gonna have knock out, knock out a a hockey. star? Valverde,
1: some one of them. Yeah, I know yeah, what's Valverde. going on. When's Yogurt? Does Yogurt have kids? <laughs> Dude, they should be uh, just you know breeding them in a lab?
0: Yes, saving his semen. Exactly. And and just literally breeding
1: these breeding, like he's a specimen. I mean, you could go further with <laughs> it Could be like steroids or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had we had Max Reinhardt, Sam's brother. He, he we drafted him. He I remember he played a couple games. But well, his dad there.
0: played here. Right? Did he did he not? Yeah, Paul Reinhardt, yeah. Paul Reinhardt. How was he any good? He's decent, right? not as He's, good as
1: not as good as Neilander but i mean he was fine he was a he was an 80s guy i think like i don't think he was as high scoring as maybe people think but i could be off on that some really good info for you to start the podcast i'm going to look it up so
0: um jack eichel let's get into the comments obviously this kind of came out of left field for me anyways i'm sure that Maybe not for everybody, but I like I didn't, I wasn't tracing any old Jack Eichel trade rumor up until this point where there was uh, some sort of disagreement between him and the medical
1: staff and the team at, in general
0: well, about I his think, neck,
1: right? Yeah, I think that's pretty big news. I'm like, I was pretty shocked. Like, trade rumors are one thing, like you said, when a guy comes out and says like the team's handling my injury in a way I'm not super happy with. That's like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I don't, has that happened in the NHL? Like in recent memory? I don't think so. Probably. Like, maybe, maybe not to, you know, a superstar level. Like the only comparable I can even think of in sports is like when Kawhi Leonard was traded from San Antonio. Cause he didn't like how the team was handling his injury. Like that was literally the only comparable I could think of.
0: Yeah, and I think there was other things too with, with Kawhi, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. But like has a I, I can't recall an athlete going like <laughs> the medical team. And I mean even Taylor Hall. Did you hear Taylor Hall was interviewed and he was talking about it? He's like, Yeah, Jack's having some issues with the medical staff there. That's like
0: whoa. This is recently? Taylor Hall yeah, said I this? I think
1: Taylor Hall said this yesterday. So it's it's kind of unprecedented. I and mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, weird. It's super weird.
0: That's weird, and it does not look good on the organization at all. Dude, that looks shitty. So just to clarify, because we brought it up, Paul Reinhardt, looks like he played 10 seasons, 9 seasons with the Calgary Flames had a decent NHL career. His last two seasons, his first season was with Atlanta, a full season. And then he made the move from Atlanta with the club to Calgary. So I guess 10 seasons. Go ahead.
1: Don't you remember his kid, Max, playing for us? I remember those. We drafted him. I remember he was on After Hours or some shit. No, wasn't very memorable, was he? Exactly. That was like back in the days when Sutter was GM and we had no prospects. Not that we have any prospects now, but like, We really had none. and It was like any guy who would come up, it'd be like, oh, Matt Pellick. Well, he's a bit, he's going to Max Reinhardt. And it's like, he sucks. And then you never see him play like. Hey, don't disrespect. Don't disrespect Eric. Nice. He's he's Bob's kid. He scored a big playoff goal. That was one of the most. I, I know we're going off a tangent here, but like, do you remember how high Eric Nyström was drafted? First round, wasn't it? Wasn't it seventh overall or something? It was like ninth, 2002 NHL draft. I'm going to pull it up right now. He was drafted 10th overall.
0: Oh, man. Fuck.
1: Yeah, Ahead of guys like Alexander Steen. We need Cam, to go back. Cam Ward.
0: We need to go back. And Duncan
1: at, Keith.
0: Oh, man. Some of the worst first round Calgary Flames <laughs> picks of all time. There's a lot of them.
1: That's a depressing road to go down. That's definitely an area that the club has improved in in the last five years. When they haven't been trading away their picks for Travis Hamannick. (laughs) He was so so bad for us.
0: He was decent in the 18-19 season, but sandwiched sandwiched between two terrible seasons, in my opinion. He was so bad the first season.
1: I I don't even remember him playing for us last year. To be honest, he was was terrible last year. You couldn't remember the tire fire of him and Noah Anvin? I've I've blocked
0: it from my memory. So anyways, coming back to Eichel, um, yeah, unprecedented. Does this mean he's traded? I mean, who knows? It's really, I think it's hard for teams, organizations, and general managers to trade superstars. Like, they don't really want to do it. Why would you?
1: Well, What do you think? Why would you, especially if you're Buffalo, like...
0: What else
1: do you have
0: going for you? They're going to rebuild their rebuild? Like, their rebuilds... This
1: 30-year rebuild that's going on here? Right? It's like, like 40 years. I remember, remember when the Buffalo Sabres were like the best team in the league and they had like Chris Drury and Danny Briere and Ryan Miller was rolling. And, man, they were good for Pass, a while like, there. Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of sad because... I kind of have like a soft spot for Buffalo. It's like they, they always, it's a good hockey town, but like it has been a mess. It has been an absolute mess. And like, I don't know. Like, do they trade him? I don't think they want to. I think the only way that he, he gets traded is Jack Reichel says, I'm not playing here. Well,
0: after a season like that, I mean, look at the past three seasons in Buffalo. After a season like this season, and everybody else is gone. Well, I guess Skinner's still there
1: <laughs> for like eighty-seven more years, <laughs> for like a billion more dollars. But, dude, the future is
0: the the present and the near future looks like ass in Buffalo. I don't. If you're Jack Eichel, what's making you want to stay there? Um, if you're Jack Eichel. You're probably going to lean into this as much as you can because this kind of makes it, if you have issues with the medical staff, it's actually a pretty good excuse to to ask yeah. for a trade. It, you know? it
1: makes it, it, makes it an, an acceptable impetus because let's say, let's erase all the medical stuff. Say Jack Eichel says, fuck this, I'm out. Like, number one, the fan base would hate him. Number two, like all the hockey men in, like all the dumbass executives who are always like anonymously interviewed, you know, and they're like, oh, I think Seth Jones is the best defenseman in the world. He's a big boy, Bub, like all those dumbasses. They would never touch him with a 10 foot pole. It would hurt his rep as a guy who's like a quitter, qu- questionable character, shit like that. But since he has brought this medical thing up, it's like, well, who can blame this guy, right? It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a good bargaining chip here. Yep. I think so. So Jack
0: Eichel, his, his current, um, AEV is 10 mil and he's on year three, going into
1: year four of an eight year deal. (laughs) Get out, Jack. Get out. Um, Okay, so
0: let's go to this next. The next. Oh, and he
1: signed there till how old is he right now? 24. He signed there till he's what, 30? About that, yeah. 29. Like, I mean, it's now or never, really. His no movement clause. That's the other thing that makes this a bit more interesting than um, other scenarios because he doesn't have a no movement clause. It kicks it in at the end of next season or at the end of the next season, 22, yeah. 23. So, that makes it. That adds a wrinkle. It's a weird situation. Do you think he'll get traded? I do. Yeah, I do. Like, I don't think there's any going back now. No, nope, no going back now.
0: So, okay, and obviously this starts and this starts a domino effect. And I know Calgary Flames fans have been. <laughs> getting excited about Jack Eichel all season long. And now that this has unfolded, it's, uh, (laughs) it's just intensified. And then you
1: have Craig button. I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, it's his mission just to troll us forever. Like fuck off Craig. I'm just curious. If you're Buffalo,
0: what are you trying to get in return for Jack Eichel? And I know the button went off, and you know, he said the Calgary Flames are one of the one of the few teams that he sees that it could actually be a good trade partner with, with Buffalo. Um, I don't know, like Brad's made a deal there with Frolik right? Last season, or I guess two seasons ago with Frolik Lazar. So they have a there's a little bit of you know history between the two GMs. Maybe it is a good swap. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if you're Buffalo, do you want to even trade them to the East Coast or the, the East? You probably want to trade them to the West so you don't have to play them.
1: Well, I don't know. It depends how you want to go about it, right? Do you want to maximize your return? Or do you just want to get rid of them and never have them burning in the playoffs again? Like, it, it depends on what you want. And I mean, I think what they would want. See, this is why I say the Flames. <laughs> this is why it would be my opinion. The Flames don't really have a shot at this because what would they be looking for futures guys who are younger who they can build around for the future who are younger than Jack Eichel what like the flames yeah. don't have, the flames don't have any any of that
0: well that's how I find it funny like I'm listening to Craig Button and he's like oh yeah you know the sabers the key thing is that they have if if you're getting Jack Eichel you're getting high value they're going to want high value in return i think the Calgary Flames <laughs> can offer that
1: yeah, let's give them and, the, let's give them the ghost not. of Sean Monahan and like Rasis Anderson. Okay. The thing
0: is, is like Craig Button, what? Like he just stops at, oh yeah, the, the Calgary Flames could offer them high value in return. Who? Who, who do you see, Craig who? Button? Who does not want to wear the ribbon? I mean, Craig Button, you're the, they're the GM. Go down the roster. Do a little digging. Like throw together a simulated package. I don't, like, I don't know. I just don't, I just have a feeling that it's out of the realm of possibility, personally, but.
1: Well, again, like, what do we, like, again, what do we have that it seem like the Rangers or the Bruins or the Devils or, like, any the of these, these other teams leave the East Coast thing out of it for a second and, like, if you're the Rangers and you want to get real about it, you say, yo, we've got Caco, we've got how many assets do they have right now? CACO, they've got next year's first, they got Laffy. Like, I'm not saying they should or would trade Lafreniere for Eichel, but I mean it's something they have that they could offer. Yeah. Like Maybe. at the at the very most, what is our most valuable trade chip? It's Matthew Kachuk. And A, I don't think the Flames will do that. B, I don't think the Flames should do that. C. Like I <laughs> Is that a trade? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just I, not, it's nothing. Something doesn't add up to me. <laughs> Mo- nothing adds up to me in the Eichel to Calgary scenario. Personally. Yeah. And I, I could mean, be look, way off, but. If you, if you look at Buffalo, what are they going to look, be looking for? I mean, look
0: at their lineup. It's, it's really bad.
1: Well, yeah. Like I said, they're going to be looking for futures. They're going to be looking for guys who are well young. Who are way younger than Jack Eichel? Who they can build? Who they can build around in three, four, five years down the road? Do the Flames have anybody like that?
0: It's funny we brought up Reinhardt. If you're looking at the roster and what what everybody
1: makes, we got to maybe Reinhardt's an actual decent fit here. I'd be going for Reinhardt. You don't have to give up a King's ransom. He plays center. He probably
0: wants out. He's an he RFA. probably wants
1: out. He's a little older. Yeah, he's an RFA. So. He still has some team control and cost control left. Like, I don't know. If I'm the Flames, I'd I'd be going for something more along those lines. But I I don't know, man. Like, I just I just don't see how the Flames, because the first question is, okay, is he actually available? Because to me, like, whenever I hear these big star, well, maybe the Flames could get him. It always is like, well, why don't the Flames trade for Sidney Crosby? It's like that's not. What are you talking about? That's not going to happen, right? So. That concern has been axed because this looks like it is a possibility yep. for him to be traded. So, okay, he can be traded for. Two, what is the team who's trading him looking for? Three, do the Flames have that? No, I don't think they do. Like they, they
0: want, like you said, unless it's Johnny Goudreau.
1: Well, even if it, it is Johnny it, Goudreau, oh, who's a yeah. UFA and is twenty, turning 28 next year.
0: Would you rather have Jack Jack Eichel locked up or Johnny Gaudreau on an expiring contract? If you're Buffalo,
1: would you rather have that like like, I'm, like it? Just nothing makes sense unless you did a package no. around Kachuk. If you overpaid and included Kachuk in a package, it just doesn't make sense. And I right. don't think that's a road they should or will go down. Well, does Kachuk even make sense? I mean, yeah. See, and that's the other thing too, right? Like, like Buffalo is looking at a rebuild. That's that's where they're at. Yeah. Especially if they're trading Eichel. I mean, like if, a if full-on smart. teared, scorched earth, three-four year rebuild, three-four-five-six year rebuild. Dude, Jeff Skinner, man, he's in, he's paid for the rest of his life, eh?
0: Boy, that was boy, that was a, boy, that that was a was bad a, contract. Eh?
1: Big mistake. What does he make? Like nine mil till the time immemorial. It it goes blank on cap friendly. It goes till twenty twenty-seven at the least. Yeah, that's when it goes to. He makes, Jeff Skinner makes
0: nine million a year till 2027. How many goals did he score this year? <laughs>
1: Dude, that is something else. Wow. Like he was, he was pretty money though. in coming over from Carolina. I mean, like, that's, what's weird is he scored 40 goals that one year. That's what's weird about the whole Buffalo
0: situation. Maybe it was a coaching thing. Like well, and months. right. Okay.
1: Now here's the other thing I wanted to bring up with Eichel is like, okay. Why does Jack Eichel want to get out of Buffalo? Because they're perpetually out of the playoffs. They're not a very good team. They never really do anything. They never really have any success. So if that's why Jack Eichel wants to leave Buffalo, and I'm not saying it's, he has control over this because he doesn't have a no-movement clause. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. It's just why would he want to come to Calgary then on a team that underperforms and struggles and never really makes the playoffs? Like, I mean, he would probably change that but I just don't see how that changes the situation that much for Jack Eichel. Like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like he wants to leave there because they suck. I, I just don't see the player uh, unless he's super close with Kachuk and Gaudreau and Hannafin and all these U S guys. Maybe Brad has been playing some 3d chess, getting all these U S guys here. Um, but Dude, he's still, he's still trying to figure out how pink of it works. <laughs> I just don't see how it works on any level, unless the Sabres are just like, we want to send them to the West. We'll take the best offer we can get from anybody in the West. And even then, like LA can't offer something better. Like not that they would trade by Quentin Byfield, but they have Quentin Byfield. They have a shit ton of prospects, right? Yeah. Like I, to me, the, the flames wouldn't even be playing in the same league as these other teams who have the assets to give Buffalo what they want.
0: Um, I asked you what, what what a realistic trade might look like if you're Calgary and you responded with something along the lines of Elias Lindholm with Rasmus Anderson and uh, prospect,
1: maybe it's Pelletier and probably a first round pick. That's the best I can cobble together for if you're thinking of what the Flames would want, what Buffalo would want, what would realistically work because Again, like the stuff where it's like, oh, Kachuk for like it, it seems very fantasy hockey EA sports. Like, does it make sense for either team? Like, I guess it kind of makes sense for Buffalo, maybe. But does shipping out Matthew Kachuk at this stage in his career makes sense, even if it is for Jack Eichel? I don't think so. So, like the Kachuk stuff to me is pretty short sighted and pretty oh. fantasy hockey and pretty yeah, I'm playing it GM mode on NHL twenty one. To me yeah
0: extremely <laughs> short-sighted i mean you don't treat it's funny how going into the season it's just like every like literally 99 percent of the fan base is like give him the, this the captaincy like this is the captain does do it chucky's our guy and then
1: 56 games later oh yeah we should probably trade him what a loser get him out so like and the other thing is, too, like if the Flames make this trade, they need money going out. They need at least yeah. almost 10 mil going out, too. That's another issue. You so don't that's, have. The, that's why I, I said Anderson and Lindholm, because those are two attractive guys who make decent money. Yeah, you don't have the cap space to trade it for futures. You don't so have the futures. That's why it's just like, I don't to understand give Buffalo what
0: they want. So What is Button talking about? that's why that's why i was like why did you stop there if you're gonna go and like try and rile up a fan base get everybody excited you better at least you know come with with something realistic it's ridiculous
1: yeah so i just i'm sorry to burst everybody's bubble i just don't see how it works
0: did you see, um, I was just, I was just kind of looking at this, these rumors before we jumped on and the hockey writers, they have, because people are saying, well, maybe Eichel fits in, in New York, but the hockey writers are saying that, you know, it makes more sense for New York to go after Matthew Kachuk. you heard anything about that?
1: Well, I've seen, this has kind of been like the new thing, right? It's like, Oh, Kachuk, Kachuk. It's like, I guess it's kind of being driven because he's having an off season. I don't believe the Calgary Flames will or should trade Matthew Chuck. period. I would be blown out of my goddamn mind for them to trade Matthew Kachuk.
0: What would blow you away more, trading Matthew Kachuk or getting Jack Eichel?
1: Trading Matthew Kachuk would be way more mind-boggling to me.
0: Yeah, like you said, doesn't even make sense.
1: It doesn't make sense at all. It's like because we're like the carrier Flames. If you're you're living in the Calgary
0: Flames organization, you don't even know where you're going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you See, need, you see, see that. See what,
0: yeah, exactly. You need to see what yeah. happens next season,
1: right? And a Kachuk trading Kachuk right now, even if it is for Eichel, that just seems to me like a directionless. Oh yeah. Absolute uh, shot in the dark. Which sounds pretty on brand for Bradbury living in right? Calgary Flames. So and I mean, maybe. maybe it works out. And I, obviously Jack Eichel is a better player than Matthew Kachuk. But to go to those lengths to get Jack Eichel, like if you're going to use Kachuk to get him, just doesn't, again, it's fantasy. It's fantasy hockey, that kind of trade, right? Like, is that a hockey trade? Does that sound like a trade two hockey teams would make? Would you trade in the reality of the NHL and where the Calgary Flames are right now? Matthew Kachuk, Yusuf Alamaki, and a first for Jack Eichel? Like that seems like NHL GM mode to me. And I mean, isn't, wouldn't, wouldn't something, <laughs> wouldn't it benefit Eichel and like, again, their U.S. national team guys, Eichel and Kachuk, like, I don't know. I think kind of the draw of, you know, keeping maybe Johnny Goudreau would stay. Maybe Matthew Kachuk would stay longer if Jack Eichel's here, you know, like. 100% they would. I just think if you're if Eichel's coming to the team, you want Gadrone and Kachuk here as well, and maybe that's me pulling my Eric Francis. Like, oh, they're all from the states, so they're all friends. But what I about
0: would you do? Because because maybe if, if you're looking at futures, maybe you look at a guy like maybe this is more accurate. Because if you're looking at Lindholm and Rasmus Anderson, I mean,
1: like, how old is Lindholm? 25. Same age, as Monahan, 26?
0: So the league's getting younger. I don't, I don't know how interested they are in Lindholm, but like maybe they're they're interested in a package of a guy like Dubé with a couple prospects. Maybe it's Peltier, maybe it's Val and a first. I mean, that's a that's it. That would be a pretty sweet haul for Buffalo, which would make sense with what they're trying to do but does that make sense for Calgary when you're like, well, we don't really know if we're any good. We'll take one more shot at it. Hopefully Jack Eichel can make us that good. He probably would.
1: But does it make sense for Buffalo? If LA turns around and says, yo, we'll give you Quentin Byfield for Jack Eichel. Like I know Dylan Dubé is good, but is he going to be a legit top center in this league? I don't think so. And the other thing is too, like you have to move, you have to move, significant yeah. money out you're still stuck with
0: you're still stuck up with the cap Ico
1: would be the far and away top paid player on this team by three million dollars you're right up against the you're capped out now you can't <laughs> 10 mil you got to move out 10 mil to bring in 10 mil so you ha- would have to move someone out unless a good chunk of, you'd have to move two guys out pretty much
0: unless you know what's going on with seattle
1: Unless you're really counting on a Seattle taking Gio or taking Gio or Lucic for some reason. Dude, they're not taking Lucic. Why would you take Lucic? That'd make no sense. Would it? Would it? I don't know. He's a nice guy. He's good defensively.
0: He's a vet. It's a good vet. He's got maybe, you know, one more season left in him.
1: Yeah. He might just retire, eh? Might retire. And the, the thing that blows my mind about the whole Eichel stuff is like the same people are like, the flames should give up whatever it takes, picks prospects, Matthew Kachuk, everything to get Jack Eichel. Are the same people who are bitching and whining about them, not tanking for, and, and not rebuilding. <laughs> it's like, well, which is it? Are we selling the farm to get Eichel or do you want them to rebuild? You can't have both. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Like it makes too much sense elsewhere. At this point in the
0: game, how much do you think GMs have been talking with Seattle? I'm sure the conversations have already started. Do you think Brad you living has talked with, with Francis?
1: He's probably talk to him about a Boston pizza sponsorship in the Climate Pledge Change Arena.
0: Oh, did you know Boston Pizza's going to be serving pizza up in that joint? Eh?
1: They oh, that, that's going to be a hipster. That's going to be a hipster. Oh, yeah. Hipster city. No Boston pizzas up in there, bro. No frozen meals in there. I don't know. Okay. I think he's I, I think I read an article a few weeks ago that was like, yeah, Brad has talked to Francis already. Because um, I
0: said I had a rumor for you. Oh, shit, dog. I heard this today. I was helping somebody move and.
1: Oh shit. Here we go. Here we go. The person, the person, what? No, I'm just getting ready. Oh, okay. I thought maybe
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you were seeing something breaking. I was breaking. Like, <laughs> okay. What is it? Michael? You imagine, Michael? Um, okay. So the person I was helping move, uh, I think it was their dad. Is a He's a courier for either FedEx or whatever it is. And he delivered a shipment to what's the was the Climate Pledge Arena? Some shit
1: like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah. The Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. And the shipment was Goldie Pads which had the na- the name Price on them. Yo That's my my rumor (laughs) of the day.
1: Other goalies named Price. So and they're big Montreal fans, too. So dude, that straight up, that would be a Montreal would be smart as shit to expose Kerry Price in the expansion draft. And would would that not make so much sense for Seattle? It would make so much sense on every single... I don't even know if it makes sense for Seattle, personally. Like, hasn't he sucked for a while? Oh, you did. You know he'd rebound there. I mean, he's a BC boy. BC boy? He's from... uh, Is he from northern BC? Wow. That'd be crazy. you imagine?
0: So, you know, on the topic of our GMs talking with Seattle, I think they are... If you're Brad Tree living, you've probably you've talked with Francis so far. They they uh,
1: they're not hiding Shillington anymore. Oh, you mean they weren't hiding him? They they just wanted to. They, that was part of Brad's plan. Who knows? He looked good tonight. He was good tonight, dude. Can skate so well. The fact he's been sitting in the press box this whole year drives me nuts.
0: There's the one breakout where he's a about- to go behind the net, but he just kind of waits for whoever it was in the Canucks to, to chase. And as soon as the key bites, then he just busts around the net dude. He takes like three strides and he's already at the blue line with speed. It's unbelievable.
1: He's the best skater on the decor and it's not even close.
0: Whenever there's a loose puck and it's, it's Shillington, like he's never going to lose that race ever. And he had a, a few <laughs> unreal scoring chances.
1: Tonight. Got absolutely robbed. He His activation on that three-on-one chance was brilliant. Demko robbed him. Yeah, he kind of flubbed the shot a little bit, but yeah. great great save. Dude, Demko, he got over there and took away a lot of that real quick. Yeah, so. he I think he knew that pass was coming. Derek Ryan, you know. Yeah, he read it. Ryan needs to maybe, you know, up his yeah. poker face on that. Like, yeah, I could see that pass coming from 10 miles away.
0: Yeah, Derek Ryan got to sell that a little more.
1: Derek, sell it. Sell it like you're selling me on Mormonism, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had another
0: great scoring chance later on in the game, too.
1: Yeah. I, I, again, I've said this before. I think he, his, his game reminds me of TJ Brody, except I think he's got more, way more offensive upside. He just moves the puck so well. He gets, he, he's so. I, I don't get I don't get where the people get. Oh, he's, he's bad. he gives the puck away, he's bad positionally. Every time I watch him, his positioning is really solid. Even if he does get in trouble, he can skate himself out of it. Seattle's going to have a really good defenseman uh <laughs> in their mm-hmm. second or third pairing for the next 5 years. They're going to enjoy him, eh? Yeah, they're going to love him. For dirt cheap, too. For free.
0: So, but Brad seemed or uh Daryl seems to like him. I don't know how much because he doesn't play him, but he waits till now to play him. But he he talks about his skill set, how he's got an excellent skill set, which he does. So I don't know. We'll see how much he plays in the in the final games here. Daryl's kind of weird with with young D men. Hey,
1: he's he's particularly hard on them, and I, I think it is. Be I think if you're watching this team in a vacuum and you see what Daryl's lineup decisions are, I it's easy to come to the conclusion and apparently everybody on Twitter and every goddamn flames fan who doesn't listen to the pressers. Oh, this guy just, uh, just not playing the young guys, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen to the press conferences and how he's talking about it. I think that puts it in a way better context. Yeah. He talks about Valimaki. He talks about how he's played a lot of games coming off a really bad injury last year just how he wants him to get better. Like it is kind of weird, but I think Daryl Sutter doesn't have anything in mind, but the player's development and the team winning too. So I don't know. I'm a little torn because (laughs) sure. Like I would, (laughs) Nestrov does not need to play tonight. Right. But then when I hear Daryl explain it in the presser, I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And he's dialed in.
0: So him and Leslie got into it, um, but one of the things that Leslie brought up before they, before shit went down,
1: Ryan they, Leslie was this week's this week's that, that day's media sacrifice. Yeah, Daryl was not impressed,
0: <laughs> but right because Leslie kind of framed his first question around, okay, well you you were brought in you know, to bring this this team back on track and help them get back into the playoffs. And I guess he didn't say back on track. He just said you were brought in. Yeah, he you said were you were brought in,
1: brought in to, to get, the teams in the, get the team into the playoffs. And Daryl was like, no, no, no. I was brought in to straighten this team out. Yeah, to get them back on track.
0: So not get get them into the playoffs this season. That would have been a ridiculous ask. Yeah.
1: Considering the amount of time that was left to do it. And he even said that. He was like, I mean, you're so behind the eight ball, it's pretty much impossible, right?
0: Totally. What were you eight points back? Is dipshit waited way too long. Good one, Brad. Thanks, Brad. You loser. Thanks for uh picking the wrong guy twice hey, and then hey, hanging hey, on hey, way hey, too long.
1: Hey Jeff Jeff, I believe Jeff Ford is the best man for the job. Best man for the job. He's the best man for the job. It's a no-brainer! It is a no-brainer to bring back the coach who absolutely got destroyed in the playoffs, made one of the biggest coaching blunders in Game 6 ever by pulling your MVP goaltender and putting a guy in who hasn't seen a puck for six months. No-brainer. Best man for the job. What is
0: with the management in this organization, like? How, like, Can you go from 18-19, the, the regular season, and the outing with the Colorado Avalanche, you say, yeah, okay, we're, we're not going to do that. We don't want to do that anymore. That's no good.
1: Stop scoring, please. Stop that. The following. out. Stop, Stop that, right? doing that. Stop playing such <laughs> exciting hockey that wins games. Stop it. Don't score goals.
0: Then the following season, you barely make the playoffs. I, I'm not even convinced... If COVID happened, we would make the playoffs. We were outside looking in. No chance, dude. We only got in because of the whatever round that was called. The, the play called in round. Him. And then, sure, you beat Winnipeg, who didn't have Shafley, didn't have Liney. And then you get... Well, yeah, you had success in, in game one, maybe two against the Dallas Stars, and then you, the, the ice is tilted for the rest of the series. So in eighteen nineteen, 19, you get that regular season with the playoff result and say, Yeah, we don't want that. And then after the, the following season with the, the Dallas Stars playoffs, you say, Yeah, we want some more of that, please. We
1: want that, please. You know that brand of hockey that's terrible to watch and it relies heavily on MVP type goaltending? Let's do that.
0: Oh, I'll just spend the rest of the money on a goaltender.
1: Meanwhile, the two guys who were like lights out in that series Sam Bennett, Cam Talbot, Gonzo, and playing playoff hockey next week. But okay, playing great we're currently. Both Fuck me. So, anyways,
0: going further into uh, the interview with well, not interview, but questioning with Ryan Leslie Sutter and Ryan Leslie are not seeing eye to eye. Daryl, you were brought in to try and get this team into the Stanley
2: Cup playoffs. It didn't happen for a number of reasons. How deflating is this for you personally as a coach?
1: Well, I was brought in to
2: straighten out this team, first and foremost, so there's still a lot of work to do that. It's. You know, when you look at your coaching uh, career and, you know, straightening out this team, trying to get them where they need to be, how deflating is this for you personally? It's not deflating at all. I mean, when you play in a seven-team league and you get behind the eight ball and you get anywhere from four to eight to ten points out, it's really t- tough to get in. You have to be realistic. I think that the uh, um, a lot of what the expectations of this team were we're placed on this team because of the bubble and from people that really don't follow the team very well. So this team was going to have to fight to, to be a playoff team. They weren't the a top three team in this division for sure. So it was going to be a fourth to fifth to sixth place team, and that's exactly what it's played out to be. So, sorry, you thought this was des- this was a team destined to be a fourth, fifth or sixth place team? Is that what you're saying? Well, you're an expert at the game, correct? Oh no, I'm not. I'm just oh yes, you are. Oh There's, yes, I don't are. have any. Oh yes, you are. So who are the best? I'm just asking. Who do you think are the best three teams in the Canadian division? Oh, well, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm asking the the, the coach. So I'm just asking you, Daryl. Is that what you thought? For clarification, that this team was predetermined to be at the bottom of the North Division. No, I would say if you're fighting for fourth place, you're not at the bottom of the division. This is what this team did, was fight for a playoff spot. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan Leslie our, is, is our guy, right? So we he's love beauty. him. Out of all the media, he's probably the best. Oh, he's easily the best. Easily the best. Knows what's going on. I was kind of shocked to, to see and hear that it was him, but um, you might get away with asking him that, that question once about how he feels about having a a failed season, (laughs) if he takes it personally, but like to to keep egging him on like that, I mean, what'd you expect, Leslie?
1: Asking for trouble, buddy. Come on. He's, he's at a point now where he can't
0: handle any of the media.
1: Well, and he had just been through three or four minutes of absolutely moronic questions. Somebody's like, Daryl, how do you... Ap-? I love how poor guy has to, co- has to clarify all these questions for these dumb idiots who ask him something, and he has to, like, what are you asking exactly? Like, somebody had asked him, like, how do you approach the last four games? He's like, what do you mean? Well, how do you approach it? Like, are you still trying to win? He's like, yes, that would be a good idea. Yes. So we're trying to win. Keep in mind that Ryan had to uh, follow up after about three, four, five absolutely moronic questions. Oh, uh, Daryl, what does Yusuf so Valimaki have to do to keep getting in the lineup? You asked me this 10 times this month, guy. <laughs> Get a new question, bro. Bro, figure it out. But I do think there was, there was something there that stood out to me when Daryl clarified. He was like, no, I wasn't brought in to get this team in the playoffs. Yep. I was brought in to straighten this team out. Because but holy shit. Has. And he has. They've been playing very good hockey. And if this is an 82-game schedule, there's no doubt in my mind this team would be in the playoffs. And it just brings up a point because, like, holy shit, dude. I am so tired of this. Like, I guess this is cool to do now. Be like, <laughs> the Flames never win, but they also never get high draft picks. Why aren't they just tanking? Why aren't they just tanking? Why don't they just tank? Like, what the fuck are you actually talking about? I don't
0: understand. Do like, my question is, do these people play? Have they ever played sports? Right? <laughs> like, I I play recreational sports now, and I want to win.
1: Like, and it's not even about wanting to win. It's just the absurdity of like, yeah, we're just going to not play the last 10 games, you know, because we want to tank and get that draft pick. Like, that's not how it works. Do you have a brain in your head? Like if you want to embrace the tank or whatever you want to call it, you do what Buffalo did for like five years. And then guess what? They still suck. If you want to go down that road and like, honestly, I don't mean to get like all like, old hockey man on everybody, but I do think that at a certain point, that philosophy is trouble. Just look at Buffalo. Look at the Oilers. You think that's shit? You think, you think the players in Buffalo don't know that they intentionally tried to use, lose for an entire year to get Connor McDavid, and then they didn't even fucking get him? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I am so sick of this, like, what do you think Daryl Sutter's in there doing? Going, hey, boys, yeah, we're, we're going to tank here. <laughs> Daryl Sutter is setting the stage for next season because what does he want? He wants to win a Stanley Cup with this team. If I log into Twitter or Instagram and see one more shit about how they're fucking up the tank because they're winning three games in the last bit of the season here. God, I just, it's really something that's annoying me. And uh, like he, he was brought into straight know this organization. Like he said a million times, like good is not good enough. A lot of these guys have been under the assumption that, you know, okay is okay. Like it's not, he's changing the standard for this organization, which has been dog shit for five or six years. What do you want? Like if you're a fan, what do you want? Do you want an organization that's committed to winning? Or do you want to be like Buffalo or do you want to be fucking Buffalo? Like, and it's just, I'm so sick of this black and white. Like, Oh, they should just tank now. They should just tank. And then also these same people are like, oh, they should trade every single draft pick they have for Jack Eichel and Matthew Chuck. It it gets to a bad point when I have to call out the negativity of Calgary Flames fandom. (laughs) Like that's where we're at right now. That's true, man. I'm so fucking sick of everybody being mad about everything. And you know what? It brings up another good point. Like I'm so fucking sick of every day. There's a problem. Why is Michael Stone playing over Yuzo Alamaki? Daryl Sutter's an idiot. Like every day, it's something new that somebody's just some little thing that somebody's ridiculously upset about. There's three games left in the season, and we're not making the playoffs. Who cares? You think three games of Matt Phillips? I'd like to see Matt Phillips, but why are you getting so goddamn riled up about this? It just blows my mind. Sean Monaghan gets hurt. And apparently, everyone's pissed off at Sean Monaghan because he's a piece of shit and he shouldn't get hurt. And he shouldn't insist on playing through injuries. What are you talking about? Has this whole fan base lost a collective goddamn mind? <laughs> Holy shit. It's every day it's something stupid that everyone's upset about. Look at the
0: big picture, right? Totally, like yeah, bigger it's all about the bigger picture. This the Sutter was brought in to get this team back on track. He's done that. What more could you ask out of this season than to end the season in a positive direction? Because that's that's about as much as you could do.
1: And he's literally he literally said today, I'm gonna get Rosichkin, I'm gonna get Mackie, and I'm gonna get these guys in, see what they're like. Right? It's it's uh it's tryout or he didn't say tryout. It's uh he phrased it some way, but you're gonna see them. Chill out. I'm so sick of these people being so upset about every goddamn little thing. It's driving me nuts. Like, this this draft year is a crapshoot. What difference is it going to make if we pick 7th or 10th, you know? Oh, it's just really bugging me.
0: We might miss it on the next Eric Neistrom, so.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, what change do you want to affect
0: more so? Wasn't it the Leafs? Was it Babcock who admitted that they tanked on
1: on purpose to get Matthews? Oh, I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was Babcock. He was doing an interview, and he was like, yeah, we pretty much tanked. And, so, and again, like, take look at the leaves.
0: I like, like, that's yeah. the thing. Do you want, like, that's the thing. Do you want to be the Boston Bruins? Or literally every single season you're fucking relevant, right? And, and you make a splash like every season.
1: Like, people like, think that, oh, yeah, let's tank you to draft pick, then everything will be all good. Well, no, not if your organization is shit.
0: It says something about your organization if you're willing to lose.
1: And again, like If you
0: embrace losing, it says something about your organization.
1: I just, I can't believe people in dead-ass seriousness go on the internet and say, yeah, the Flames should be trying to lose the last six, 10 games of the season. What are you talking about? Like, and again, what are these guys supposed to do? I saw people today mad that Markstrom was starting. What? Do you think, do you think Daryl Sutter is going to go to Markstrom and say, hey, buddy, you're not playing the last four games of the season? Markstrom would flip his lid.
0: You're not playing your former team. I mean, we only pay you thirty-six fucking mil. Like, what reality do these people live in? It just drives me bonkers. And the thing is, too, is like, until Tree Living goes out and says, "Okay, we're rebuilding now." Until exactly, we have, until we don't have John. Like, we're going into next season most likely with a very similar roster. Most likely,
1: you hired Daryl Sutter. Like the minute he was hired, shut up about tanking. Shut up about rebuilding. It's not happening. Plus, <laughs> I don't care what it is. If I go and play, if, if there's
0: a pickup game of softball across yeah. the street and I walk by and they're like, hey, come play. I'm trying to fucking win. I still want to have fun, but I can't. I can't. Even with little kids, man.
1: <laughs> I can't let it's just the win. stupidest thing I've ever heard that like, people are mad at them for winning games right now. I can't, even, I can't even let little kids win. I'll find a way. To oh, dude, I hate kids. Myself. I'll beat the shit out of kids. Kids are, <laughs> kids are more fun to beat than adults.
0: I'll find a way to challenge myself. I'll give them a handicap, but I can't, I can't just let them win. Just, it's not going to happen. I hate it. I hate fucking losing. It's the worst thing ever.
1: Hate to lose. Need more guys that hate to lose. We need more fans that hate to lose. And I get the sentiment behind it. Like, obviously, Obviously, I'd like to be picking first overall since we suck this year. But, like, that's just not how it works, you idiots. I'm not speaking to people listening, but like to all the dumb idiots on Twitter who are like, oh, embrace the tank. It's like, there's four games left. Everything Daryl Sutter is doing is for the purpose of, of being better next year. That's it. Whether or not you agree with it or not, it doesn't really matter. So that's what's happening. Yeah, between,
0: Shut up about it. <laughs> read between the lines. Brad True Living is going to carry on with the same roster going to the next season.
1: I, uh, fuck.
0: So you touched on it. Sean Monaghan, it's announced this week. I guess it was yesterday. Going to miss the remainder of the season due to
1: hip surgery. yeah it's just my hip has been yeah it's just bugging me and and, 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 uh, you fight through it and you hope to be back like next year and yeah starts tonight it starts in october so
0: hey uh sean your surgery starts tonight (laughs) (laughs) so but daryl said that it's been probably since, since he's been there about 20 games he's been fighting through it and he dude that's about the time frame that Sean I mean maybe probably he's been asked for probably 35 games. So it's probably started beyond beyond that. But he's injured again. Shocker, like, eh? And I don't know what you know what to make of it. It kind of sucks because how many surgeries has this
1: guy had already? Well, I kind of like, uh, when it when it was initially announced, I was like, oh, fuck again. It's his second hip surgery. He Dead had, still. yeah, after right. 2017, 2018, he had the big, like, four surgeries in one summer. Y- you know, Eric Francis was calling him a soft piece of shit, and then he disappeared. Right. It's like, yeah, I got two sports hernias. My wrist is fucked. Oh, and my hip is getting surgery. Thanks, Eric, you dipshit. But that was the season he had a lot. Um, I think after 2018, 2019, he had like a broken thumb or something. But this will be the second hip surgery.
0: The only time Eric Francis has ever had a sports hernia was probably sneezing. <laughs> hey? Probably bent over to pick up a hot dog he dropped on the floor. He out ah! on a pizza and bust his gut. So, what do you think he'll be like? So, Sean Monahan, how old is he? 27. 26 26. 20. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still got some youth to him. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe Daryl can straighten him out as well. But, fuck, he's really dropped off hardcore. I don't know what to expect from this guy next season. And, and maybe this whole experiment with him on the wing was because of the injury. Or maybe Daryl's seriously considering throwing him on the wing. I don't know. But Sean Monaghan is a really... He's up in the air completely for me for next season. I do not know what to expect. I really don't. And, uh, I don't. and I don't see us trading him because if we as Calgary Flames fans who watch him every single night don't know what to expect, how are you going to sell that to a, a team that is going to have to take a risk on him?
1: Well, yeah, at his lowest value of all. Not that you're just like waiting to get <laughs> high value on Sean Monaghan. This ship is kind of sailing on that, but that's probably a factor. The only thing I can reference is again after the 2017 2018 season where he did have the full surgery, he comes back and has a banger season in 2018 2019 where he was healthy until That's the end of the year. Numbers, wasn't it? Yeah. So for everybody though. I don't know. Maybe it fixes an issue and he is good again next year. I don't know. It's going to so be tough much. to say. I it, Yeah, like you said, so much up in the air because how much of his decline has been to... Like, has this been a nagging injury? Has this been something that date, dates back to the year prior? Is this something that probably should have been fixed a year ago? And it's partially to blame for his shitty play over the last two years? Or has it just been this year? I don't know. It's hard to parse that out. Because, like, the, dro- the drop-off has been so sharp from the two seasons from 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019 to 1920, 2021, then it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe this did date back to last season. I, I have no clue. And we know he's had surgery on it before.
0: I mean, one of the positives is that we know that there's probably, we're probably over the, the Johnny Money experiment. Are we? Oh,
1: dude, that top line has been dope without Monaghan. They look great again tonight. He's fantastic.
0: Kachuk has a goal. Lindholm has a goal. Kachuk should have two goals. Chuck, dude. Like, what sucks. is with him with wide open nets and six inches from an open net hitting the post?
1: It's That's that cool. Sherwood stick. I called it. I called it when he changed sticks. It's that goddamn Sherwood stick. Kids, don't use Sherwood. Don't use a Canadian tire stick if you're pro hockey. Players. Stick, stick to don't the don't bower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's with Monahan, but I, I don't know. I think it's weird. The, the one thing I was thinking about was because, again, everybody's like, oh, he's done. He's done. He's done. You know, like he's too injured. He's always injured. I think it is a bit of recency bias because he still has played a shit ton of games. He's played the most games of any player drafted in 2013. He's only missed 11 games to injury. Obviously, he's been playing through injury, but he hasn't missed a ton of games. Um, and prior to the 27, 2016, 2017 season, he was perfectly healthy. And I I remember when Michael Backlund was first starting out, like in his kind of mid twenties, like the dude was just riddled with injuries. Like there's a couple of seasons there where he only, he, he was like injured all the time. Like all the time. Like I think in 20, I'm going to check it right now. Yeah. 2011, 2012, only played a half season the next year. I guess that was a lockout year, but two seasons from then, he only played fifty-two games. Like he, he had some injury struggles, big time, and he figured it out, and he, you know, went on. He's had longevity since, so I don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm just saying. I, I'm more of the opinion that maybe Sean Monahan, man, Monahan can bounce back from this.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Seriously. Yeah, like it would be a it would be a bummer. Even if you can get twenty goals out of him next year on the second line,
1: we need it. The thing that I don't get is like people are like, why did he play through it? Why he's only hurting himself and the team? It's like, what? What are you talking about, man? I'm sick of people on Twitter. Why <laughs> is he playing through it? I mean, we just spent two hours talking about how Jack Eichel had a disagreement with the medical team. Like, if you don't think there's pressure for these guys to play, and again, 99% of them are going to play if given the option. So, like, stop blaming poor Sean Monahan. Like, again, everybody loves to shit all over this guy for various reasons, but shitting all over him for playing through an injury seems to be a new one to me. I've never heard of. Well,
0: yeah, and it's, it's not his decision, really like it, it, yeah he's not going to pull himself out so it's up to the team if and i get part of the argument in terms of if he's not adding value i mean you throw up this this metric from time to time the better with or without and for how much of the the season have we been better without sean monahan so if we could put somebody else there not saying that brad would have i mean who'd you rather have there, nordstrom and richie or Sean Monahan, I'd probably still take. I'd probably still take ten percent, Sean Monahan.
1: I would take Monahan with like a hip replacement and both his wrists cut off, playing with like hooks and shit over Brett Ritchie and Nordstrom.
0: I guess the good news is now that we know, we're gonna know twenty games into next season what to expect from Sean Monahan next season. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're going to know where he is. We're going to know how much of the injury was an impact on his shit season this year. How many goals did he end up with? Nine.
1: Fuck. Yeah, that's pretty ranked, dude. That's bad, dude. That is really bad. Yeah. Over a, or of an 82 game season. That is 14.
0: So Glenn Gordon was in the lineup again tonight. Your thoughts on him. Um, Daryl did say we'll see Rajic go. Oh sure. shit!
1: We'll no, he that. didn't have nine. I'm sorry.
0: He had more than nine.
1: Yeah. Four. What do you have? I, I was looking at Backlund for some reason. I was like, holy shit! That is unbelievably low. <laughs> <laughs> Backlund's fine though. Everyone's, everyone's cool with Backlund. And his nine fucking goals. He had he had ten. <laughs> okay. Ten goals. Wow. Monahan had ten.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, at least he had ten. Eh? He double digits. Double digits. So, yeah, thoughts on Godden. I guess we'll get to see where
1: she I'm not even sure if we'll see Phillips, but. I don't know. He was okay. He didn't play that much. I don't know. He didn't. He I, He got a point the other night against Ottawa. That was That was good, I guess. I, I really didn't notice him very much. Like, did he even play that much? All situations, I think he played the least on the team. He played 847. I guess he was okay. I don't know. See, God, to me, like, he's, what, 24? Yeah. <clears throat> if you're 24, you're kind of beyond the, like, I'm watching you to see you as a prospect. It's like, you no, know, do something, yep. bro. Well, he's fine. I'd rather watch him play than Brett Richie, but me.
0: So, Dubey, Manjiapani and Nesterov, all announced, are going to the Worlds.
1: That boy, Munch. <clears throat> what? They didn't want Geo. What are you, got? <laughs> you <did laughs> guys? Guys, you forgot me. I will be there. <laughs> oh, fuck. They forgot me.
0: It's kind of cool. Um, Daryl said he likes seeing uh, these young guys get the opportunity. I think it's really, really good for developing them.
1: Dude, it's fucking awesome, for, especially for Manj Dube. He's played for he was at the world. He was a world junior captain. Not that it's any less special for him, but yeah. pretty cool for a guy like Manjupani, six round draft pick. Like, I'm dead serious. He's the best player on that team. Like, he's, well. he's the best player. I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even with my Flames glasses on. Like, he's the best player on that team.
2: That's pretty bold, man.
0: Better than Johnny Goudreau.
1: No, I mean on the on the Canadian team. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even looked. At, I haven't even looked at the roster. But he's yeah, he's damn good.
1: He's damn good. And he's they got him. The they
0: got him on the team. on the third line or fourth line. though slotted, eh?
1: I don't know. I kind of saw that going around. I think it was that list was alphabetical. Maybe. Did you see Mark? What was Mark's room? He laid out Hoglander tonight. Sorry, I just saw it on Instagram. I was just scrolling and fucking did. crushed Hoglander. Do you see that?
0: No. He,
1: he buried him. It was awesome.
0: And uh, Nesterov,
1: eh? Hey, Mother Russia. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. I think he's played for them before. I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Would you be surprised to see him go back to Russia next year? I don't know. I don't know. Daryl sure seems to like him, eh? <laughs> for all the shit we give him, he's been fine, to be perfectly honest. Again, amazing what happens when you have defensive structure on your team. All these guys who used to be absolute horseshit are like, okay. Now weird, eh? They're not running around out of position all the fucking time. Except for Rasmus Anderson. from Just got to play with more emotion though. If eh? We were just more emotionally engaged and, you know, just had that emotion level up. The guys wouldn't be out of position every fucking play. All right. Rapid firing the goals. Rasmus Anderson. How many chances did he have tonight? Holy shit. Dude could have had a hat trick.
0: Yeah. Was it the sick pass from Johnny for his goal? Yeah. Yeah, that was sick.
1: That was so sick. And
0: then, yeah, he had, like, he, he had two more chances in the slot where he misses the net. It's like, dude, hit the fucking net. You're, like, four feet away. I don't understand it. He I don't understand.
1: Three scoring chances, two high danger tonight. Like, you would think when you make it to the NHL,
0: if you're playing in the NHL, you'd be good enough to hit the net when you're four feet away.
2: All it's hard, okay.
1: Mangiapane with a sweet little tip. Not a boy.
0: Elias Lindholm
1: with a well, six snipe and a oh, hell of there. a breakout play by Matthew Kachuk. Oh, that's the that. Kachuk we love.
0: That was beautiful.
1: Look, and, and th- those are the kinds of plays I'm talking about. Where it's like Kachuk is so, it's in- so. Cre- and you look at it in a vacuum, and it's like, well, that's not that creative of a play, but it really is. It's not a play you see a lot of in a hockey game. Great play by Kachuk.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, right on his tape, yeah. it's a perfect breakout chip, breakaway pass. I mean, seriously, but he does it all the time. Well, he used to. He's starting to do it again. And then Kachuk gets a second goal. A bit of a fluky, well, not a bit extremely fluky
1: <laughs> yeah that's that old shooting percentage coming around again that, that that was recompense for the 800 wide open nets he's missed this year what was that horvat it's one thing when you you
0: tip it and you kind of get lucky and, you, and it like just goes bar down it's another thing when you try and get your stick in a lane defending and it goes bar down <laughs> from like the high slot like how does I that slot. Even, like how That was unbelievable how lucky but yeah, like you said, shooting percentage evening out. So the last thing I wanted to touch on, um, obviously we're not playing in the playoffs. I don't know how we're going to roll with this. We're still we're still uh, under contract to do two episodes a week. So we're going to be covering, we'll see how it goes. We're going to be covering the playoffs, essentially. I don't know if it'll be mostly anti-Oilers or what what it's going to be. But the last thing I did want to touch on was um, Mike Smith. <laughs> Mike, Mike, man, whew. the Oilers are very intriguing to me in terms of yes, they can score goals like a mother, but with Mike Smith in net and that defense, they can also allow goals. Backbreaking. It's just gonna be curious to see if uh, McDavid and Co. can outshoot their own goaltender.
1: You said it once. You said it a hundred times. It is a risky, risky proposition rolling with Mike Smith, no matter how good he has been at any point in time ever. It doesn't always like one second away from complete and utter destruction. So they played Vancouver. Wasn't Vancouver last.
0: And he lets in a five hole goal where it's just like, dude, how did you even, how, how does it go in? It's like he does a, a weird butterfly to the side and somehow it goes through the five hole.
2: And then what, later on... What kind a, of
1: goalie lets him fight? Like, I don't know if anybody tracks this, but dude must have led in the most five hole goals of any goalie to ever play.
0: There's probably guys worse in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but good, yeah point. good point. Probably modern
1: day though, right? Modern day for sure. And then the, the one he led
0: in after that was wasn't any better, man. Just goes right through him.
1: I would just love for him to sink them in the... Fuck, dude. It's, uh, I want him to get swept so I can enjoy the rest of the playoffs. That's it. That's all I want. It is going to be... It's going to be anti-Oilers. It's going to be tracking Mark Jankowski and TJ Brody and Sam Bennett and David Riddick and Cam Talbot, Derek Forbert, Eric Gustafson. <laughs> all the guys who got shipped out of here because, yeah, we got to... we got to make the playoffs. We're going to... You know, be harder to play against all the guys who got shipped out. Are playing in the, playing in the prior, playoffs,
0: prior, priorities defense. That's why we shipped out all of our D men <laughs> that are playing in the playoffs this season.
1: So it'll be focused on them. Who Who is the most likely will end on this? Who is the most likely player to score the Stanley Cup winning goal? Sam Bennett, T.J. Brody, Garnet Hathaway. Mark Jankowski.
0: I mean, at this rate, it's got to be Sam Bennett. Paul Barn. Stanley Cup winning goal. Were you really going to that extreme? Oh yeah. It's got to be Sam Bennett. At this rate, come on, you know it has to be.
1: Oh, Sam.